The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, one of the big issues for the fraudsters and the drug dealers is how to launder their ill-gotten gains. In other words, turning hot money into viable cash that they can spend. One of the techniques they use is uh, the bank accounts of third parties who are then paid a fee or a commission for their pains. And these people are called money mules and some of them are very young. But what they do is definitely illegal. I'm joined now by Michael Crime, Detective Superintendent at the Garda National Economic Crime Bureau. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Pat, and thank you for giving me this opportunity. Now, how many people have been recruited as money mules and what is the typical age profile? You are literally talking about thousands of young people uh, over the last three to four years. Um, the typical age is about 19 to 22, 23, in and around those years. Um, the, there was a survey done by FraudSmart, uh, I think in 2020, and it said that more than two in five of 18 to 24-year-olds are likely or very likely to lodge or transfer money for somebody using their own bank account in exchange for keeping some of the money. So that is almost 45% of the young people who've surveyed that would do this. Now, first of all, how do they go about recruiting the young people? I mean, is it a random process or are people specifically targeted? There are different ways. Um, during COVID, this kind of exploded. During COVID, there always was money mules, but during COVID, it really exploded. And it went online, on, on social media, on the likes of Snapchat and Instagram. And how it's sold, it's sold as ways to make easy money. You know, do you want to make easy money? Do you, you know, this, have you got a bank account? Can be used easy money. Sometimes it's offered even as a job to people. You know, this is your job, but for your job, we need your bank account to transfer money, that you're almost acting as a transfer agent. There are also young people recruited at, at parties, at college, through social interactions. There are some then recruited by their friends who were money mules already and may have made some money out of it and sold it to their friends. Some are recruited by older siblings. Some are recruited by family members. And there are a small number who are paying off drug debt. Now, the question of what they know about what they're doing, I mean, would you say that most people are aware that this is a, a nefarious activity or uh, do some of them think, I'm just doing somebody a favour? Yeah, there are two types. There's complicit and non-complicit. The vast, vast majority are complicit or, or the legislation talks about reckless. So they're reckless. They give their bank accounts over, all their pain codes over to somebody they do not know. Um, so they are, at the very, very least, they are very, very reckless. There has been one or two, I'm aware of one or two cases where uh, one person, she was a victim of a romance fraud and the fraudster was using her bank account. He had control of her bank account, and he was using it to launder money through her account. As I said, there are some who are paying off drug debts as well, that in return for paying off the three or 4000 they owe for drugs, they, get, they hand over their, their bank account to these criminals. Now, is there honour among thieves in the sense that uh, do they ultimately always try to clean out the account that they've been using, or do they literally pay for the service that they have been getting from these young people? And there's no honour among thieves. Um, sometimes um, there are different types of young people. There are the young person who already has a bank account and allows them to use it. And then there are the, the young people who will open a bank account specifically for them. So they will go into their bedroom and they'll open an online bank account and hand it over. So they have no money of their own in that bank account. But 
Um, we know, I'm aware of one case where a young person uh, handed over his bank account and in the meantime uh, received a lot of money and that was stolen from him as well. Now, the question of how you can spot this, I mean, banks have ways and means, I suppose, of looking at unusual transactions that go through accounts. So a bank might spot it and bring it to the attention of the Gardaí. But what about parents? Because many of these kids, they might see this as being slightly exciting and a way of getting more pocket money than their parents might offer. So what should parents look out for if their kids might be into this? Well, first of all, the bank will always spot it. Um, there's no might about it. The bank will always spot it because let's say your account is cleaned out tomorrow morning in an account takeover. The first thing you're going to say to your bank is someone stole my money. The bank will look to see where that money is transferred to and they will see it has gone to a bank account which they will deem to be a money mule and they will report it to the guardie. So the bank will always identify the account. Even if the money comes from abroad, outside of Ireland, the bank will again identify it and the bank will report it to the guardie as money laundering. So um, it may take a little bit of time, but it will be noticed by the banks. But parents need to be, my advice to parents is they need to know what their children are doing, especially 14, 15, 16-year-olds. You know, are they, have their bank accounts you don't know about? You know, first of all, you need to talk to them about the dangers and the ramifications of being a money mule and what, what, the, what, what the long-term ramifications are. It's not just a threat of prison. It's a conviction hanging over you. It's a conviction under the Criminal Justice and Terrorism Financing Act. Um, they need to be educated about the, the dangers of, of accepting unsolicited offers of easy money. Um, you know, there is no such thing as easy money. We all know that. Um, they need to educate them about the dangers of social media, online dangers, all sorts of what we would call stranger danger. But also to be alert to the signs. Um, have they come into money? Have, have they purchased some expensive clothes or shoes or phones? Ask them where they got the money for it. Have, have, is there people... You don't know calling to visit them late at night. They may be calling to collect the card off them or to give it back to them. Um, the children, of course, involved in this become very worried and concerned as well. So they may become very secretive or anxious or worried or withdrawn. So you need to, to be able to spot those telltale signs as well or, or be alert to changes in their behaviour as well because they will be stressed about it. You know, acting, you know, at the, at, at the very end of meeting people you don't know and handing over your bank account details to them is stressful to anybody, let alone a child. Now, what is likely to happen in the event of a, a bust that uh, you in the Garda Shia uh, know that uh, some young person, uh, maybe someone who's over 18, but maybe someone who's under 18, what's going to happen? I mean, what experience are they going to have when they're shopped? Um. The, the report can be made by the banks or it may be made by the victim in the first place. So again, going back to you, if it's your bank account, the money has been stolen, you will report it to the, your local guard station. They will conduct their investigations through the bank and they will identify the money in your bank account. Regardless of the age of the person, um, unless they're under under 12, um, they will be dealt with in much the same way initially. The guardie will seek a search warrant to search your home. They will search for evidence. That evidence could be your phone. It could be um, the clothes you were wearing when you were at an ATM at a particular time. Um, your house would be searched, the phone would be seized, the clothes would be seized, you would be arrested. Um, you would be brought to a, to a guard station. You may be detained under uh, detention powers, which is up to 24 hours. Um, if you are detained, you will be interviewed on camera. With your, if you're underage with your parent or guardian present or with a, and with a solicitor present, you'll be fingerprinted, photographed, have your DNA taken, 
And then if you are charged and prosecuted, uh, if you're an adult, or even if you're a juvenile, if you don't fit the criteria for the juvenile diversion scheme, you will have to appear in court. If you're an adult over 18, you may be photographed by the media, there may be a story in the paper about you, and you could end up uh, being sentenced to a prison term. So there is a lot of, this is not, um, this is difficult, but this is a very serious crime. It carries 14 years per yeah. Now, just to clarify, if someone's under 18, um, is their record, uh, you know, sealed? Will they uh, be able to go about their adult life without that stain following them? Or would there be a note of that somewhere, whether it's when you go to open a bank account, look for a mortgage, look for a visa, any of those things? Um, or do you get privacy until the age of 18? It depends. Um, if you're a prosecutor and go to court, um, if, if if you fit the criteria for inclusion in the diversion program, you'll be dealt with on the diversion program and you'll end up with a, a formal caution or an informal caution. That is not a criminal conviction. That is the one ch- opportunity you will get. But if you don't fit the criteria, even as a juvenile, you can end up in court and you will get a conviction. But having a conviction is different to what the banks can do because the banks... Um, the bank will be aware of, of the fact that you were a money mule and that your, your account was used. So um, I'm not sure what protection that, uh, as a juvenile, another that gives you with the banks. Uh, from the guard's point of view, if you were a juvenile, you have certain protections that you don't have if you're an adult. So the banks may say, uh, when you, at the age of uh, 25, go looking for a car loan or whatever, they may say, hang on a second, uh, your account uh, fell into disrepute. Uh, we're not going to give you a loan. Very possibly. Um, I, I can't speak for the banks, and I don't know, but the bank, you know, you, you would, if you were uh, working for a bank, you would certainly have deep suspicions, and you would certainly um, do, do your due diligence on the person far more strenuously than a person who hasn't come to your um, adverse attention before. So if the bank sees that you allowed your a bank account to be used to launder money before, why now would they consider giving you money for a car loan? Um, you know, your, your, your honesty is questionable, at, say, the very least. All right. Well, uh, the message here from you, Michael, is there are consequences and there's no such thing as easy money. Michael Cryan, Detective Superintendent at the Garda National Economic Crime Bureau. Michael, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.